0: Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. It is Wednesday, October 18th, 2017. We're going to talk about SmackDown from October 17th today. Talk about what's going on in the WWE, rumors about wrestlers and their status, what's going on. So much to talk about. Uh, Mr. Raj Geary joining us. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. This week is flying right by. Uh, SmackDown last night. That was something.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into it.
0: <laughs> totally, man. I mean, it's crazy. You know, with TLC coming up this weekend, we've got a Wild Till Survivor Series SmackDown really laying the groundwork for that last night, um, especially with the stuff with Jinder and Brock. But uh, hey, man, so today's your birthday. Happy it birthday, it is thank,
1: thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm, yeah, 42 years old. And uh, yeah, I, I started uh, the website back in 96 as a, a, as a newsletter called the Wrestling Gazette uh it would go out over email uh, as a microsoft word document and I, yeah i tried to try to make it look really cool um different than what was out there and then that fall uh started a geo city site and then that winter wrestling Inc., so 96 21 years ago so i've now been doing this half my life wow yeah how's,
0: how's that working out for you
1: <laughs> yeah it's a, man it's it, there are a lot worse things you could be doing it's a, it's amazing, I never thought that, you know, I'd be doing this for that long and, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah,
0: totally man, congrats, it's awesome. You know, from age 14 to 28, I wrote about video games professionally as a journalist. And when I hit the half my life point, I said, I have to do something different, man. Like, I was just, <laughs> said, you know, I can't, I just, it wasn't fun anymore, but, and I know weeks, I mean, we talk about, you know, weekends like WrestleMania, or WrestleMania week now, as it were, and SummerSlam, and the times when you've got so much going on, and I gotta give credit to you, man, because to, to be this invested in, it after doing it professionally, I always make the joke that somewhere out there, there's a professional ice cream taster that loathes going to work every day in the morning, and yeah. so your enthusiasm definitely, definitely is commendable.
1: Oh, thank you thank you yeah I love it it's um it's awesome, yeah yeah, I mean there are times when it's it's uh it, i think uh especially when there's something tragic that happens it can be tough to deal with yeah. because there are some realities of pro wrestling um that have gotten better since since I've started um but yeah other than that it's it's a there's a lot worse jobs to have, so and, that's true and there were times when I would have another job on the side and it would just suck so <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes you don't get to that third hour of Raw and just think about I could be doing could be doing anything else right now with my life. I could be, you know, dealing with spreadsheets every day. Right. Database management. Uh know, cool. I was
1: originally a programmer and just after a certain point it's just not interesting anymore.
0: That's so. yeah, true, man. That's true. Uh so do we want to talk about SmackDown first or some of the rumors that are going around right now? Uh well no. uh,
1: Well, why why don't we get into the some of the rumors and and uh, yeah, I mean, some of it's not, you know, Nia Jax, obviously, uh, that's something we wanted to talk about, um, reportedly granted a leave of absence from WWE. Um, you know, Neville, obviously, something happened last week. He, he apparently was not at Raw. But um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, Naomi, uh, Neville, I mean, Naomi, uh, Nia Jax, Neville. Uh, all the P- end wrestlers, all right. the end wrestlers are leaving. Yeah, PW Insider is saying that not- Jax has not quit the company, so it looks like it is a leave of absence for for whatever reason. Uh, you got Total Divas coming up next month. She has been retweeting stuff about Total Divas, some interviews she's done. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's been getting a good push. Uh, you know, has been on a lot of pay per view. She, she was originally scheduled for Raw last Monday night. Uh, not this past Monday, but the week before. Yeah. And then she never appeared on the show. And she was not in that, what was that, like a five-way or four-way or whatever yeah. it was. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it's kind of odd that there was no mention, you know, there was no mention of it until yesterday or, or the day before, whatever it was. Because she, she wasn't on the road. And, uh, hopefully everything's okay. Yeah, um, I don't. You, you know, I know there's a lot of wrestlers unhappy. A guy, I one <laughs> w- w- one of the one of the wrestlers texted me a uh, day before yesterday, you know, asking me if if I knew how much certain wrestlers made uh, that are on the <laughs> Indies. So.
0: that's funny you mention this. So I, you know, I've talked about before my day job. So I do podcast advertising sales through my own agency. <laughs> I get the same text from podcasters that are on networks saying, Hey, what does so-and-so make? You know, if I were to quit my job here, what do you think I could make on my own? Yeah. You know? yeah. Know that's where, where it all starts. Uh, but that's interesting. So, so you think definitely there's truth to Meltzer's tweet that has everyone buzzing now that a lot of wrestlers are uh, considering their status in the WWE.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, think about the cruiserweights, right? Yeah. Um, how many of them even get to be on pay-per-view? Uh, you know, especially regularly, if you're not the champer in the title picture, you know, you're, you rotate in and out, but you're talking maybe three pay-per-views a year if you're not in the title picture. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and even uh, the main guys aren't necessarily making a ton unless you're like, you know, at the top, top. So,
0: yeah, no, and they got to pay for their own travel on top of that. Um, they're still independent contractors. It seems like with that life, you could have a much lighter schedule and probably make comparable money at the very least and just not have to deal with uh, the politics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just too bad there's not a strong number two. Like, as, yeah. as far as you're, you're able to make good money on the indies, if, you're, if you've got the right name, it's not like everyone leaves WWE and, and it can make a ton on the indies. I mean, we've seen guys in the past are really doing nothing right now. Jack Swagger. Yeah, um, Damien Sandow. Yeah, Sandow. I mean, there's just so many guys that – you know, Cody is, is almost more of an, an exception than the rule.
0: Yeah. So. Ryback is now known more as a podcaster than a wrestler.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: No, um, it's crazy, man. I mean, but it, given – so with the Neville thing, have you heard anything about it? It seems like it's just all –
1: so, it seems like it's been going for a while. So, it's, yeah. I, Neville apparently was not happy that, the and I, and he wasn't the only one, Austin Aries wasn't happy that their match was cut off the WrestleMania DVD. Yeah. So, you know, the WrestleMania DVD didn't have the kickoff, so they got no royalties from that. And I think just stemming from there, um, but I, I don't know, you know, it, it sounds odd in this day and age that. Losing to Enzo would be the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm sure it's a bunch of stuff that built to it. And um, yeah, I think you know what it could have been. And I wouldn't be surprised about this. Is Neville, you know, as a cruiserweight, if you're not in the title picture, you're not really making money on pay per views. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and and it almost looks like they are overcompensating this week because they got like three cruiserweight segments now
0: yeah we but that just happened three uh, uh women's segments on a pay- on single brand pay-per-view
1: right which is the first time i think that's happened uh so um hopefully they're they're realizing there's there's an issue there but uh i i could see neville seeing like losing to enzo that he's not going to be in the title match at the next pay-per-view and just throwing his you know hands up being like well that's it <laughs> you know
0: if he left that last promo he cut uh, with leading the whole division out there to beat down Enzo, what a way to go out!
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And he's, I mean, he's so good, and he's, oh, yeah, he's just the work he's done over the past year. He's someone I could easily see making it, you know, big time on the Indies.
0: Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, but that's the thing, it's, uh, it's just so, uh, such a roll of the dice out there. But now with everything that's going on. I mean, what do you make of that? Did you see uh, the Vice article about the uh, being the elite about the selfie incident and Jimmy Jacobs and whatnot talking about this is all a sign that the WWE fears not now, but where it's where it's going with uh, the popularity of the Young Bucks?
1: I I think that's silly. I think uh, WWE has always been like that. You're, you're not telling me that they would have been happy if. Someone did this in the nineties, you know, with, if Shawn Michaels, I mean, you know, forget the top guys. If, uh, the Godwins were at a, oh, well remember, uh, the Highlanders oh. showed up to a uh, impact taping and they were fired. So, mm. and, you know, they, they've always been like that. So I don't think this is in, indicative of anything. Jimmy Jacob is just, he's not high on the totem pole. So, uh, they want to send a message.
0: Yeah. Which is weird, man, because you hear nothing but great stuff about him when he's done in a creative role.
1: Right, and, and trust me, look, if Jimmy Jacobs, if, if this is fearing the leader ROH, if Jimmy Jacobs showed up at Impact, uh, the same thing <laughs> would have
0: happened. People would felt like, what the hell is Jimmy Jacobs doing at Impact? <laughs>
1: right, well, you're risking your job over that. Yeah. The TNA conference call yesterday was about Impact Pizza. So that's kind of what their big announcements <laughs> have been lately. Um, so anyway, uh, they've always been like that. So yeah. it's, it shouldn't c- come as any surprise, but it's too bad. Yeah. Cause uh, I don't know if you saw that article uh, that we had yesterday of uh, Chris Jericho on busted open mm. just talking about like how basically Jimmy Jacobs was his co-writer. Yeah. like Everything was him. Uh, and you know, the two of them. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at the Kevin Owens DVD with the documentary that came out a couple months ago, he was all yeah. over that. I mean, it yeah. seems like they, incre- when's the last time, actually, that's a good question. It's rare what I thought was so striking about the Kevin Owens DVD: When do you see a backstage guy in one of those documentaries that's not Michael Hayes? Um, right, that's not know.
1: that's not someone that, that was a well well known WCW WWF guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, or Fit Finley, or uh, you know, someone like that. It's uh, so it was weird to see that Jimmy Jacobs was all over. Uh, that Kevin Owens DVD and documentary so I thought yeah. that was really interesting but yeah man we'll see uh- And Jericho you know
1: even Jericho was saying that's kind of a dumb move you know um, that yeah. J- Jacobs did that because especially using those has- hashtags you know <laughs> when you're uh, yeah WWE they're petty about stuff like that always have been
0: yeah it's crazy man it's crazy. So uh, yeah, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for the latest news about who's leaving next and what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. um, so Smackdown last And real quick, yeah.
1: it, you know, New Japan is, you know, they, they did the little, uh, their shows in LA. I feel like now is, if they ever wanted to create a second brand, you know, you know like Raw and Smackdown, they have a Japan brand and an American brand. I feel like now seems to be just the right opportune time. You know, people... There seems to be enough of a fan base that, and, and New Japan seems to be the hottest of all of them. Now, hotter than ROH. A ho- ROH feels the hottest when they have New Japan guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's there's an opportunity there that uh, they can really take advantage of.
0: Yeah, I think the question is, how do they get enough of a national presence with live events to really make the promotion go beyond? You know, I think doing something. What was it in Long Beach? That's great. Right. But the question is, Ring of Honor has always had that problem, like really maintaining a national presence with live events.
1: That is the thing. Uh, but I don't know if they necessarily need to do uh, a full touring live event system yet, because they still have Japan. So they could have the guys do American TV, where you got an American look and feel. Yeah. And work Japan live events, try to increase more and more, because they already have that fallback. Um, you know, where they where they could do live events where well, They are doing live events, so it's not like uh they're in desperate need to get that going.
0: Well, so this is apropos given the WrestleMania tickets are going on sale soon. When do you think the WWE starts trying to exert more control about the competing promotions treating WrestleMania weekend like their time? Oh, to, that, you know,
1: yeah, they have been. They, yeah. um, I mean, they they put a blockade uh in Dallas where uh was it Dallas or was it um. I think yeah, one of their when they, or it was San Francisco, uh, San Jose when they did it, where you know they wouldn't allow like a lot of the competing organizations to run smaller buildings, so they had to do it pretty far. Yeah, and, uh, I think even last year ROH they had to do their show, you know, way out of the way. So they're trying to exert that control because you know that is that is their thing, but you know that's uh I don't know, you're you're kind of screwing the fans over too because. Your shows are going to be sold out, so it's not like you're hurting yourself at
0: all. Dallas, it's, I mean, Dallas, everything seemed to be happening in that one area downtown Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was there. I mean, actually, I think that was probably the best uh, for overlap. It seemed that it was so commingled, but I think uh, we can only anticipate what are the Young Bucks going to do at WrestleMania? They're going to crash access. You know, I'm sure there'll be a big Being the Elite episode. And uh, who knows? Maybe they'll their their posse will grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: uh but it's crazy man and yeah wrestlemania tickets what they go on sale a couple weeks november
1: yeah um it's on site a week from friday is that oh, or two yeah. weeks from friday it's
0: so it's for new orleans this year. you're up to painting this year I, you know i didn't feel bad about skipping orlando
1: yeah i i i was too busy but new orleans was uh new orleans was a blast that's another one where well not all the shows necessarily congregated the ones i went to were uh, there were a couple at the house of blues uh i went to ddp's birthday which was at the house of blues but um nice yeah it should be fun this year it's cool like on bourbon street and you'll just randomly see wrestlers you know walking down pat patterson singing stuff like that
0: (laughs) no it's awesome man (laughs) yeah i tell you it becomes more and more like comic-con every year
1: yeah someone's mentioning that they're surprised daniel Bryan has not been on being in the elite i bet you that all stops now that jimmy jacobs is fired i think people know now that uh WWE is taking it seriously.
0: Yeah, but what's that tweet he did last night where he added the ellipsis to uh, Sami oh, yeah. Zayn's quote? I mean,
1: yeah, what well, he was saying. Uh, he retweeted about his contract being up in September. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, he's either working everyone huge or uh,
1: well, he he has that luxury because he's not in the ring. But someone like yeah. a Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, if I could see them, if they being worried about uh, losing their push. Oh.
0: They were on being the well. They weren't on they, they cameoed. It.
1: They were before it. Before, I feel like that invasion thing did kind of piss off WWE something fierce,
0: which is weird. Um, it was. I mean, it was clearly such a stunt. Um, and that, it's what
1: they did before <laughs> they're doing their own idea. So
0: yeah, maybe that's that, what that's,
1: knows that, more. that's WWE for you.
0: So uh, yeah, Owens and Zayn, man. Last night. Okay, Dude. so on on one hand, yes, Sami Zayn is is getting a push. I mean, right, this is undeniable right now that they're pulling the trigger on Sami Zayn. Yeah,
1: I thought that was the most entertaining Sami Zayn has been since he's been on the main roster. I thought he was great, how he just turned changed his dance coming out to that – smuggish <laughs> annoying <laughs> you know just i thought he was great i thought he was fantastic
0: could you believe i can't remember the last time i saw somebody do this and maybe it goes to show that the booze are definitely a kayfabe thing but how he would like praise brian and get the crowd cheering and then they would start booing him and i mean i've never seen someone uh, in recent memory work the crowd that well um in terms of going the gamut but yeah this character it's different man I mean maybe it's a little more closer to how people say he is uh, behind the scenes and sort of that Larry David esque, like (laughs) you know sort of smug thing Um, but yeah man he pinned Randy Orton in the main event that's uh, sure he had to you know punch him in in the crotch first but
1: uh yeah but still I I thought Sammy was great here veggie gamers bringing out bringing up that Sammy is literally just replacing Jericho as Kevin's friend The difference this time is Kevin's more receptive of it because the whole time with Jericho it was Jericho that was really into the friendship and Owens you could tell was kind of uh, just using him. Whereas now they both seem like they're into it. I don't know. It's some of the, the stuff that they were doing just cracked me up. I thought they were fantastic last night.
0: It was good, man. I mean, this is the best Kevin Owens has been since Jericho left. I mean, God, that whole Face of America thing. Um,
1: since that Vince angle, Kevin Owens is he just feels hot again and uh and they had really you know he had really cooled off there for a bit so it's great to see
0: oh man so i got wwe 2k18 i broke down and pre-ordered on friday so i could get it four days early then started playing it and said immediately why did i let them sucker me again with those commercials (laughs) into thinking it was going to be different this year uh but kevin owens entrance is the face of america entrance is just ah Uh, (laughs) like the that made it into the game that sucks yeah uh yeah man do you play those each year i know matt does
1: no it's it's been a while
0: yeah it's it's the same engine that's it been for a couple of years but now there's more backstage mode you know and a better roster but yeah it's something man it's something i know i've been seeing a lot of our uh our uh, listeners and watchers on twitter talking about it and people are enjoying it i think for me just i love the my career mode you know i actually broke down man um I don't know, do you play games much now at all, like Xbox One, PS4?
1: If I had time, I would, but no.
0: I, I literally, it's the one thing I'll do I will stay. I mean, like last time. I'm not, was not saying
1: late. that you have oh, yeah. lots of time. But. No, i
0: do not. In fact, that's why tonight, if I look more tired than usual, it's because yeah. WWE and South Park both came out this week, and those are two games I wanted to play. But just the load times in the WWE game, I actually uh, dropped 150 bucks on a solid-state drive for my Xbox to speed up the load times because it was unbearable. To sit there, that's you know, you got like three minutes every time you switch scenes. Um, I don't know how they get away with that in this modern era. Huh. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the most annoying part of it. It literally broke me. Um, but anyhow, uh, back to SmackDown, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I miss the old games honestly, yeah. like uh, the old
1: arcade uh wrestling games, like Punch Out and stuff like that. I still think pro wrestling on the uh, Nintendo and on I'm dating myself, but yeah, on NES is probably the funnest pro wrestling game I ever played.
0: Man, they should just. I'm surprised they haven't done that as a browser game, you know, or for mobile, something like that. A simple 8-bit, 2D side-scroll feel wrestling game. Because I mean, I don't know. It's the mechanics aren't that different. It's just uh, slower and in 3D.
1: I remember I bought that game, and then WWE they had their game with a claim, and I bought that, and that was the worst piece of crap game. (laughs) Just, and you're just shocked that. You know, this independent pro wrestling game, or I don't know if actually Nintendo made it.
0: No, Nintendo made it.
1: Nintendo made it. But but it just killed WWE's game out of the water.
0: Oh, no, Acclaim was notorious. Um, they had the Midway games, the home rights to Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam. But aside from that, Acclaim was notorious for making terrible video games. Yeah. Just by and large. And the WWE games, yeah. Uh, when Acclaim had that license, it was bad, man. All the ones people have nostalgia for are the ones that came after Acclaim lost that. And I think uh, THQ took it over but uh now 2k18 i mean look man the roster's good the graphics are good creator wrestler is really good it's just uh the load times and it's it's buggy it's i mean to me this felt like an open beta playing the new game um you had like the wrong wrestler name you know you'd have your opponent's name over your guy when Hmm. you start the match uh the sound would just break intermittently and you get no entrance music you know Hmm. it's just for a game that I literally paid what was it like eighty nine bucks to get the deluxe edition pre order. It just ridiculously broken.
1: Um, you guys, you guys got to check this out. Uh, yeah, Craig posted this thing on our Facebook page. It, it's probably I think it was posted yesterday. So you just scroll down a little bit. But someone uh redid Ms. and Marisa's entrance with Roman Reigns and Vince McMahon. <laughs> it is the greatest thing. You guys gotta. You got to check it out. Go under videos. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wrestling Inc. And uh, go to the video section. It's the top one on there. And it's, it's just genius. Uh,
0: I'll tell you this though, man. I played my first match and I said, okay, this is going to be good. I'm going to get used to the new controls. Um, I lost to Kurt Hawkins in my first match mm-hmm. because they changed enough of the controls that uh-huh. I didn't know what I was doing. Kurt Hawkins picked up a win. I didn't even know he had a finisher. He does? In the game he, he,
1: he hasn't he not won yet so yeah
0: in the game he does <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: so
0: you want to see Kurt as win get 2k18 um but yeah it's something uh i'm sure matt once uh, the election is over uh well depending on how the election goes i'm sure matt will get into it we could talk about our creator wrestlers again because that is uh, a <laughs> podcast gold there you go um yeah and if anyone is on xbox live uh, xbox live and you want uh, my creator wrestler glenergizer to make an invasion in your my career mode Add me on uh, Xbox. My uh, gamer tag is Mad Menorah. So tweet at me if you didn't pick that up. Uh, Anyhow, yes, Owens and Zayn last night. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan seemed even surprised by the amount of cheers that he got last night. I mean, he knows he's popular (coughs) in Seattle, but that was something.
1: It really seems like WWE is poking the bear with these, with the you can't wrestle anymore. You know, like, are they, like, goading him? Because they know he clearly wants to. Like it, it almost seems like, yeah, it's just weird. Like instead of instead of trying to make him happy in his current role, they're they're putting it in his face that he can't wrestle again when he probably he he can he probably will. So just an odd thing.
0: Sometimes, sometimes things happen on SmackDown Live in general that make me wonder how much Vince McMahon's actually paying attention. Uh, Aside from the fact that Jinder is champ, I think Road Dog might just be you know, managing something that's going to blow up in his face if it's <laughs> actually paid attention to everything that happens on Smackdown Live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like seeing that reaction from the crowd, I mean, he, he's got to know that uh, he has absolutely nothing to lose, you know, yeah. leaving the company and going back. And you listen to what he said in the Edge and Christian podcast. I mean, he, he didn't accuse anyone, but he certainly made a case that he got almost kind of railroaded into, into retiring.
1: No, oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely. I mean, from everything we've seen, he can probably get cleared. It's yeah. just the WWE doctor that's that's not clearing him. And and the one diagnosis that he had with the, with the lesions on his brain, it he's gotten second and third opinions on that, and it it doesn't look like something that would stop from getting from getting cleared.
0: Yeah, yeah man. So uh, Sammy in his heel turn last night, dissing dissing D Bry.
1: <laughs> Sammy funny. was awesome. I thought yeah. he was just fantastic.
0: So do you think this is all going to stop when they look at the SmackDown ratings and they blame him as opposed to gender?
1: No, they're not going to. I mean, the SmackDown ratings are where they are. They're not, they haven't, they're not really down. They're not up. They're just, you know, in that 2.4 to 2.6 million mark. And uh, I mean, WWE is more or less at the point now where a couple stars don't make a big difference. Like if you have a hot program, that'll help. Like Lesnar and Samoa Joe helped raw get out from under 3 million to to pushing it over, but uh, Sammy's not going to get blamed on on SmackDown. Yeah. So after this, I thought the show pretty much sucked.
0: <laughs> what you, you didn't pop for the six woman tag that followed it? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I wonder how many times we've seen that same that same tag.
0: We counted last year the amount of times they did this in a year period. I think I mean it was something absurd. It's something like sixty percent or seventy percent of all SmackDown Live matches are multi women matches.
1: Yeah. I believe it. What percentage of SmackDown women's matches do you think are,
0: are multi woman? Um, I, I think it's it was. It's got to be like 90. Feels like it, but it was higher. It was higher than 60. Someone actually did the math. Oh, know oh you meant.
1: Like, oh, gotcha. You meant SmackDown women's matches, just not yeah, SmackDown matches. matches in general.
0: Yeah, SmackDown matches in general. Um, I would say I feel like they do with the tag division, right? But they're yeah. backing off that a little now. Um, they do, SmackDown's always had the, but that was when it was a B show, like, let's do the right. weird tag match. Um, I feel like the tag matches in general aren't as bad for just pairing up single stars. I mean, last night they didn't in the main event, obviously, but I think that with the women in the tag division is where they've really just beat it to death.
1: Oh gosh, they they do that over and over, just these multi-women matches where you're not giving them their own storylines. and. And you just clump them all together. That's why the women's revolution is not that different from the divas, you know, divas division, except that the matches are better.
0: And what's going on on Raw, man? Raw now, granted, three-hour show, but three women's events, three women's singles matches are going to happen Sunday night. Three Hmm. women's storylines.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's great, but it's kind of an anomaly because you got Asuka debuting. Yeah. I'm sure... Sure, Survivor Series will be well. Maybe maybe we'll get three at Survivor Series, but um, yeah, just the storylines are nothing you get. You can you really get that you know vested into.
0: Well, if Carmella doesn't cash in, I I mean, what what other storyline is there right now with Charlotte? They're already treating Charlotte like she's the champ in terms of how they talk about her um, and are building her on there. So aside from Carmella, I mean, I don't know Lana last night wrestling with the hairstyle. I don't think I've seen in a WWE ring, uh, except maybe in archive footage from back yeah. in, uh, May Young's day. Um, but yeah, on SmackDown, man, they just, they really need something. Uh, but who knows, man, if Sami Zayn's getting a push, maybe Becky Lynch will, uh, turn heel and they'll give her something.
1: At some maybe. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, Charlotte's team on that with the, uh, figure eight on Lana.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say this last night. I thought the fashion files was the first really weak one they've done.
1: I, I thought it sucked. Yeah, I thought that was I thought it was bad. I I was like, I hate using the term "jump the shark" because that term jumped the shark a long time ago. But
0: they used the term "jump the shark" in the it, in right. There
1: was like an episode of The Simpsons once where they called it the worst episode ever, and it was yeah. a terrible episode. Um, that's what this felt like. I, I thought it was. I thought it sucked.
0: The Ascension was the high point, um, of the last night. But yeah, man, do something different. They gotta, and, and you know. Did you
1: have them start wrestling again? (laughs) Seriously. Um, Because after a while, this stuff gets old and you're starting to see it now.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was, it was painful last night. That was one of those last night where please no one, because we've had, you know, with the fires and whatnot, we've had people staying with us and hanging out at our place more. It's one of those, please let no wrestling, no non-wrestling fans enter the room when this is on. Because I don't (laughs) even want to have to explain what I'm watching. Yeah. You know, it was uh, cringy. Um, which is rare for that. Uh, but speaking of cringe, oh man, Baron Corbin versus Sin Cara. Gosh.
1: You want to talk about the U S title, how quickly it could go downhill. (laughs) You know, you went from Cena and AJ Styles battling over it to to, (laughs) this is your new feud.
0: (laughs) This is back. Like when Ryback had the belt, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're right back in. And uh, Kalisto are feuding on every kickoff show. Oh man, it's like the U.S. title is is devolved.
0: Which is Corbin? No, I liked. And then, I liked and then, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I liked his promo. I liked his thing about the U.S. Open. U.S. Challenge is closed. I thought that was cute. I mean, he came out there. He got he. He did his thing, but yeah, man, Corbin need someone I think to to bring out the best in him and I don't think uh this is it
1: and this isn't anything against Sankara either if they had been pushing him recently um but this is again the same thing I've talked about before uh where you you push someone as a jobber for so long and then put them in the title picture uh it just people just roll their eyes you know they don't they don't see him at that level and just throwing him in there look at gender; no one sees him at that level and yeah. they've been pushing, they've been protecting him hard.
0: When's the last time Sin Cara cut a promo? Uh,
1: I have no idea.
0: I mean, at least with Jinder, they're, look, say what you will about the results, but with Jinder, they committed to it, and they put him in that role, and I think Jinder is in the absolute best he could in being at this level. Now, for better or worse, he's doing the absolute best he can. But with Sin Cara, I mean, no one, no one takes that seriously against Corbin when it's just that's seen as such such a filler role.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, it, yeah. I, I mean, again, I've, it's a broken record, but gender, I think if they would have pushed him at the U.S. title level first and then get him ready for the world title level, uh, it, I think it would have been way more successful.
0: Yeah. So, what did you think last night of that backstage segment with uh, the Usos and Gable and Benjamin it seemed to. Uh, Kind of tough to tell who is the face and who is the heel by the end of that. Uh,
1: um, with what?
0: Uh, with the, the Gable and Benjamin backstage with the Usos, then doing uh, the, the Usos putting out their hand for the handshake, and then Gable psyching him, you know? I mean, that was...
1: Uh, I hope I so, because I thought Chad Gable was annoying as hell in that promo. Um, <laughs> so, I hope so.
0: <laughs> that was his character, man. That's, that's what made Jordan and Gabe. That's what made American alpha great. Originally was Gable being so annoying and Jordan just kind of being like, ah, you know, just put upon you know, it. The straight,
1: like the that. straight guy to, yeah. Yeah. You know. So hope you know, again, I think Gable could use a spark. Um, him and Shelton has just been dead so far. And you know, it feels like them being in the tag title picture is more just, they have no one else. So I hope so. Um Yeah. Because I think the Usos, uh, they're so hot right now that they could use a team that's not dead, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. No, Usos are uh, one of the things that keeps me tuning in every week. I mean, they're just so, so good. Yeah. And I thought last night their promo was fantastic. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And uh, after that, oh, the Bludgeon Brothers. We got another, another vignette there. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: and they're in the swamp this time they it's actually so weird
1: they swung the mallets they didn't swing the mallets last week
0: right <laughs> no they just held them and looked menacingly oh, God. but I remember i remember in the wwe everyone uses a mallet by putting their hand over the end and then poking somebody in the ribs
1: and i was, it was that opening segment i was so pumped for this show and then it <laughs> and then it just kept going down that, that that's one you don't want your friends around for
0: oh like are they purposely trying to make it a southpaw style bad 80s 90s gimmick i hope
1: so because it, it that's completely how it's coming off
0: oh it's so so painful and it's weird that they're not in the wyatts but Eric's still got his wyatt mask they're in a swamp they're doing this thing it's just you know braun Strowman worked so well when they took him out of the wyatt family because they got him far away from that gimmick
1: yep it's almost and- like it would have been better if they just cleaned these guys up, put them in suits and, you know, <laughs> did, did something like that. Maybe not wrestling suits, but, you know, just uh, something different, Com- not a more comedic version of what they've been doing so far.
0: Yeah, or dress them up as lumberjacks or something, or maybe make them construction workers, or let's pick, you know, something a little more urban.
1: Or maybe keep them as far apart as possible, and <laughs> give, it, give them new partners or something, because this gimmick has been dead for them for years
0: yeah oh man uh poor
1: luke harper that's all i gotta say I know. so talented it, i feel like it, it, you got 30 guys on creative someone can't come up with something better for him
0: yeah we'll see man that could that could be one he, he could be thinking about bolting Mm-mm. um i would
1: if i were him jeez
0: yeah, at least regain some control of his career.
1: With his size and stuff, I mean, I could see him doing, and and how good he is in the ring at, at that size. I could see it, you know. I could see him doing a lot on the Indies or or New Japan.
0: Actually, here's a question: Have we heard word if Lucha Underground is getting a fourth season?
1: So, it was. It's looking like if they do, it's going to be an investment group. This was in the Wrestling Observer that. It's uh, a group that would not be putting near as much money into it. Gotcha. So yeah. either if it continues, um, it would be a very scaled down version of it.
0: Why well, I'm surprised Netflix hasn't made an investment in that given that I, th- I think it's done well on Netflix, it did better on Netflix than it did on the L network that nobody gets.
1: Did it? I mean, they, they don't really release those numbers.
0: No, but it's. See, I'm just saying it feels like I see more people talking about watching it there than they ever did back when it was on outright. Like, I always hear Netflix, 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 since it went there. Like, that's where people watch it.
1: I mean, I've checked out wrestling stuff on Netflix before, and that never shows up on, like, my recommendations yeah. or anything like that. I have to search for it.
0: Yeah, their algorithm is really weird. But you got to figure GLOW has done well enough for them as a fictional series. Glow's getting a second season they ha- Netflix has to figure there's probably an audience for wrestling on Netflix.
1: Yeah, I think. I think the problem with Lucha Underground is that the Lucha aspect of it doesn't commit. It doesn't uh, connect enough with the mainstream audience. You know what I mean? Like Glow, you, you had the women, the backstories, all that stuff that could connect to. It's similar to a lot of shows. Yeah, as the Lucha aspect and all the mass and everything. It's it's more like you're reaching a, you know, kind of a, a sub level, you know, a, a subgroup of a, of a group. <laughs>
0: you know? Well, you know, I haven't seen anyone say this before. Uh, uh, and I don't want to hype this statement too much, but Netflix is the only entity right now that could pull a Turner against WWE because Netflix tosses stupid money at things and if they decided they want to spend they're spending was it like eight billion dollars in the next year on original content if they mm-hmm. want to spend a hundred million dollars on wrestling they could like swipe any talent they wanted
1: they could i just wonder if they see the return on investment with it like are you going to see subscription subscriptions go up again i, I with lucha underground i almost feel like you got to americanize that product a little more to get it a wider audience um yeah, it's still like a, too much of a niche. Yeah, that I've seen. We, we, you know, with uh, you haven't seen like that. It really bursting out. You see it a lot of people, a lot of wrestling fans talking about it, or they did the first couple seasons. Now you, I feel like you don't hear anybody talking about it.
0: Yeah, I, I think part of it was that it was too slow to get on Netflix. I think the El Ray Network. I mean, it's hard to have a hot show on a network nobody gets.
1: Yeah, and I think some of the storylines too, I, I just feel like it's not, you know, when you have murders and stuff like that, but then you have Rey Mysterio and guys that are on WWE TV in that in those same characters, um, they're not too different. You're not detached enough from the wrestling world that we know to make those storylines believable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Glow. If they did a death and Glow, it would be believable because it's not attached to the wrestling world that we know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for doing something entirely fiction. Um, So back to SmackDown, we saw the video from Jinder's promotional trip to India. It was interesting, wasn't Michael Cole said that uh, talking about the tour, talking about, referred to him as a homegrown champion in India, which I thought was, that's- Is that what what he said? Yeah, I was like, that's a weird stretch of the term. I didn't know Canada was part of India. Right?
1: Um, yeah, that's a <laughs> real quick to our fans in India. Happy Diwali today! Oh yeah, that's right. out there. So yeah,
0: man. Um, but I thought the Jinder promo—it's setting it up with AJ, but Jinder's talking about he's gonna face Brock at Survivor Series. Yeah, oh so, man, lots to so, unpack there.
1: So AJ the house show feud. They'll probably wrestle at the December pay per view gender and brock such a weird such a weird match
0: unless brock has some respect for him like samoa joe style and is gonna perform and do something with it i mean i think this is gonna be a squash that's just gonna immediately underline that smackdown is is the b show
1: well that's what makes it interesting is you know when i first heard the match i'm like what the hell are they thinking but then it's like well how are they actually going to do it like are they going to squash Jinder three weeks before he goes to India when they've been making this big deal and, and oh. making them look so strong for this long? You know, the fact that he beat Orton twice, someone that they've always really protected. And uh, I mean, I think we all assume that Brock is winning, but I could almost, I almost don't think anyone's going to win. I think it'll be like a double DQ or, you know, a disqualification. And then Brock just goes to town on the Singh brothers afterwards, just throwing them That's all true. over the place. Cause I don't think they're – there's I think they would be really stupid to squash gender at this point. Just It just makes the WWE Championship look, you know, like a C-level belt.
0: Oh, yeah. But and, talk uh, about – I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So talk about dragging out the AJ feud. So next week we're going to have one of the Singh brothers versus AJ Styles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one the following week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got to do something for live events. Nakamura has been done. And uh yeah, it's not like they Brock's going to be on SmackDown every week to push this match. So it's just a weird it's a weird thing.
0: Yeah, I mean SmackDown that's where I say it feels like no one's paying attention to it that this is this is the show. This is what's happening with all of it. Jinder Mahal is going to face Brock Lesnar. Okay. Um, well,
1: here, here's where I can kind of see the logic too. They don't want to give away AJ at the Survivor Series and then have nothing for the December pay per view. I mean, I guess they could do a, a schmoz or something, but yeah, um, it buys them a little time to do gender versus AJ on pay per view.
0: Yeah, um, man. So Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler.
1: So, Roode is already already, already losing. To already Dolph. losing to to Dolph of all people.
0: I was gonna say that seemed like the quickest debut to loss in recent memory,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. They did that Jinder with Corbin, went, too.
0: Yeah, but Jinder went a while without losing. Um, you mean, or once not Jinder? Won. No, no, pardon me. Uh, Nakamura. Sorry, I don't know where my oh, yeah, at. yeah,
1: Nakamura uh, went,
0: yeah, Nakamura on TV
1: until SummerSlam,
0: yeah. So, I'm saying it's been a while for most of these NXT call ups.
1: Well, this is like rude, what like his fourth match on. Smack on you know on Smackdown television like he's yeah. he's been working dark matches and everything but I think he's beaten Aiden English and gosh I can't even think of who else who else has he beaten
0: was it a match with Aiden English or was it just Aiden English just something stupid and rude uh, dropped him
1: I think his debut match was Aiden English and then okay. I don't think he's won there might be one other in there but anyway I think man it's it's not a good sign yeah. I, and I and I look at him and I all the stuff I saw in him before I just don't see it in his current role. I think that smile just looks it's not a baby face smile. It looks disingenuous and corny. I think get rid of it. You know, if you're going to be a baby face, get rid of that disingenuous smile and I don't know. Turn heel. He 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 really needs it.
0: I mean, turn heel, I always thought he was a heel. I still don't think he's a face. (laughs) I feel like... He's booked
1: on the face side.
0: Yeah, but he's kind of just like a a not... He's a heel, but he's not acting like a dick at the moment. I feel like that's his character.
1: Even his promos, like he's very complimentary with Dolph when he did it Mm. a couple of weeks ago.
0: Just with Dolph, get rid of that goddamn record scratch at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. Yeah, at all. Um, which is otherwise, I mean, it's, it's actually dolph that promo or that that entrance is badass with him just coming out. I think if they just did that, I actually feel like dolph is getting more out of this feud than uh Bobby Roode is.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, he he seems uh, dolph seems to be the the bigger star in this feud,
0: yeah. Although with dolph, it's kind of they do this now this is the new normal right once or twice a year it's charlie brown with the football like hey Dolph's getting a bit of a push guys and then nope back down to the lower mid card you go (laughs) um so we'll see it's it's too bad
1: because they really need guys up there uh you know to fill out the top
0: yeah he's someone that i think outside of the wwe when he was you know uh, uh working people about leaving last year and talking about taking bookings and stuff like that i feel like Dolph would be, he he I think would do a better version of what Cody Rhodes has done um, on the Indies.
1: Yeah, I could see that too.
0: Yeah, I think he would have a very, very bright future outside of the company, but uh, I think they give him just enough to keep him. It seems like they book him just well enough for him not to bolt. Um, they put
1: him in the title picture when it's contract renegotiation time, and as soon as he signs, they start burying him again. Yeah. Hey, even though, again, he's not necessarily being buried here. He's He's more entertaining than rude right now, so they need to rude. They need to figure out what they're doing wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, because got- rude is
1: rude is you know rude is on as a heel. He he's a he's a really good heel, and he could be an intense, just unlikable sob.
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, Dolph has inherited what's that you know people used to say in the, uh, in the '90s that sort of jobber to the stars. I feel like Dolph's kind of got that. That oh, yeah, role
1: now. it's be- Yeah, it's been built in for a while.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what do you make of Aiden English and Rusev backstage doing the segment with the New Day last night?
1: I like Aiden English and Rusev. I like them together. I don't like Rusev where he is on the card right now, and him being in a tag team feud keeps kind of keeps him there. But I think it it'll be entertaining. I, I like the I I like the New Day again. I like the. the they were bugging the hell out of me for a while but they've been uh, they've been i don't know if it's fresher material or just a change of scenery but i definitely feel like they've picked it up a little so uh, i could uh, you know I, I like the the Rusev and Aiden English combo like even when uh, what did Rusev say to Aiden English last night in that backstage segment Aiden was singing or something it was not right now something like that yeah but just the way he deadpanned it i could see them being I can see that going somewhere.
0: I think there's some life there. Um, Aiden English, I think this is the best he's been since the villains. Not that the villains was a huge career high, but since he's been solo, I feel like he clicks with Rusev.
1: Yeah. My only problem with this is it screams mid-card. Oh, definitely. But, you know, if they could if they could burst out of it, good for them.
0: But the New Day are kind of in that role, right? And it's a slippery slope because how long do you go with sort of accepting this and being, you know, a, a serious comedy actor or a comedy act that can wrestle that pops. Um, I mean, this is, this is how guys like our truth become our truth is that it's like, Oh, it's funny. And he can wrestle. Oh, he doesn't need a title. He's over enough with the crowd. We'll just keep booking him in these segments. And the next thing you know, you're in a tag team with gold dust and you're, you know, you're an afterthought. Yeah. I, I,
1: I don't see them doing that with new day anytime soon, just because, <laughs>
0: No, I'm not the, saying it's an intentional thing. I'm saying this uh, is how it happens. Right.
1: That yeah, that's where the the skid downhill starts. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you rarely see comedy guys make it to the main event level and stay there. They have yeah. to change something up. Edge and Christian. Edge, when he was with Christian, he wasn't a main event guy. It was when he turned heel and and you know became started getting paired with Lita, and he became just a total prick that he got to that main event level.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, New Day and the Usos, Hell in a Cell, that was a fantastic match. New Day has really done great work in the ring, but it seems that, yeah, the, I mean, I think the crowd views them as entertainers first and wrestlers second at this point, so.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if the Usos feud might have turned that around a little bit, but, but it, it gives them both something and, and uh, I think those matches should be good.
0: Yeah, man. So the main event Nakamura and Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> Sami Zayn pinning Randy Orton at the end of it. Yeah. After a yeah. low blow.
1: Good for them because, you know, I always talk about when you turn someone, you got to give them some momentum. It's like you've got to, it's almost like a new character and you don't want them losing right off the bat. Otherwise, you're just putting them back to where they were. And the turn is all for naught. So
0: absolutely um, thought where it was going. Absolutely thought that's how it was going to end last night with Zane taking the pin.
1: Yeah, I almost, I almost thought the same thing. Uh, but I, I'm glad they didn't do it. And I, I think that was the best, that was the best finish that they could have done um, because Orton is so established. Like Nakamura, I feel like, doesn't have that same uh, heat
0: right now. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like he's really cooled off.
0: The only thing they could have done to make it better is to change Sammy's finish as a heel, and for once have him do the the sit out power bomb and have it convert to the pin. That was my only like wish to see that happen. Have you noticed that that that's always Sammy's move? He a sit out power bomb and never gets the pin. Yeah, that would have been the one nice like, continuity nod.
1: Yeah, or add something. Yeah, what, what did he? How did he beat Orton? What was Huluba, it? The haluva kick.
0: Uh, the haluva kick. Yeah, before that, yeah, low blow, then huluva kick, and then the pin.
1: Yeah, so I I actually like that because I think when people have been kicking out nonstop and then all of a sudden he gets the win with it, it looks a little hokey.
0: I know. It's just one of those (laughs) things. It's such a badass move. The hoover kick. I mean, look, we've talked before. I'm a big Sammy Zane mark. I think the hoover kick is a dumb finisher. Um, it but that, that
1: looks, it looks like it really hurts though.
0: Oh, it looks like yeah. it hurts him. You're essentially running and doing the splits up against the ring post to a yeah. guy's face. I mean, but that you catch that, like, you catch
1: that, you catch that foot in your face. It's, it's going to hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that sit out power bomb looks so awesome. And he always does the fist raise after. I don't know. I just think that to me looks like more like a, a big finish, you know?
1: Yeah. Or you could do the combo yeah. kicks to, into the sit out power bomb. Like they come stumbling forward and, and do it
0: the best thing he has but he can't do it with everyone is that rolling yoshi tonic where he does the powerbomb reversal into going around the sunset flip powerbomb the yeah. full 360 that's badass but he can't do that with every opponent yeah um so real yeah. quick
1: for, for i guess they're going here um, i don't know if it's going to be owens and nakamura and sammy and um and orton or vice versa but that's where it's headed i'd like to see sammy and nakamura again because i think nakamura yeah. Nakamura is in the spot where he's cooled off so much. I don't know what you could do personality-wise to give him that spark. But if you start putting him these feuds where he has kick-ass matches, and Sammy is one of those guys that could really deliver it, I think more than Owens, I feel like they have more of a chemistry there. Um, I think you can start, you know, giving him some steam again.
0: I've only been to, I think now maybe twenty live wrestling events, but I think Sammy Zayn versus Nakamura at Takeover Dallas. Is the best match I've ever seen live. Forever.
1: That was awesome. I mean, that the whole the whole atmosphere, everything about it felt like a felt like a huge deal. Yeah, and I think that could that could give Nakamura that spark.
0: No, absolutely. I think they're going to keep them together in segments though uh, for a while. So last night with them putting each other over, uh, or Kevin putting Sammy over. Yeah, after... that was
1: the best part. That was...
0: Yeah, and they'll hold me tight at the end. Uh,
1: <laughs> I that was great. It's fantastic. I love that. So I thought I, I loved the beginning of the show. I like, I like the main event and then everything else, man, I thought it was a, a lot of cringe in between.
0: Yeah. But Hey, uh, it, it is, you know, the, literally the Kevin Owens show now, and this is the best that KO has been the best that Sammy's been. And we'll see when Shane McMahon comes back next week, if it puts a stop to all the fun. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, they're going to pivot into. I'm sure a Survivor Series storyline with Shane now going forward, and I don't know. So when we talk about it, yeah, the highs last night were really high, and the rest was just sort of, eh, well, it's an episode of SmackDown. What are you going to do? Um, just kind of the middle.
1: Yeah, I thought the rest of it was. For me, it wasn't even in the middle. I thought the rest of it was just crap. So, yeah. um, but the highs were high enough that I thought it was, you know. I had to grade it like six and a half, seven out of 10.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's quickly talk about TLC for Sunday. So we'll be here after TLC ends on the East Coast talking about it live. Um,
1: Matt Morgan's a maybe. He has an appearance in Miami, but he's going to try to make
0: Yeah. It. So, and remember, guys, cut Matt some slack. I know people out there are grumbling, you know, about, oh, you know, Matt, this, Matt, that's like, okay, look, I'm working a job running for for city office and campaigning and going out there shaking hands, knocking on doors and finding time to watch all of this WWE programming and then come on the air and talk about it, run his own business on the side. I mean, he's, he's a incredibly busy guy.
1: And it's almost midnight when he's coming on (laughs) after all that, watching all that wrestling, then, and coming on.
0: And I will say this on the air, off the air, Matt absolutely loves and respects the fans and appreciates so much that people you know, come out for him and support him in everything he does, including the wrestling podcast. So yeah, fingers crossed. He'll be here Sunday night. Yeah. Um, but quickly, man, um, Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks in the pre-show. Sasha. Yeah. Alexa bliss and Mickey James. Alexa. Yeah, man. Mickey's been so good in this little mini run.
1: I could see, I could see them doing a DQ almost like they did with Charlotte and Natalia to keep it going. Especially now that Nia's, you know, MIA. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's where I thought, that's where it seemed like they were headed was Alexa and Naya. And if they're not going there, I don't think they want to put Alexa and Oscar right off the bat. So keep this going a little bit. I'm all for it, but I don't see Mickey winning the title.
0: Did you watch Raw on Monday night? Yep. So that segment backstage after Mickey and Bailey, Bailey looked back like she was NXT fangirl era Bailey compared to Mickey, who looked like a complete star backstage.
1: Yeah, no, I thought Mickey had one of her, I thought she had one of her best promos since she's been back. I th- actually, I think that was her best promo because it, it seemed real. It didn't seem like she was trying to, you know, it, the only thing that biscuit butt thing seems forced, but the rest of it didn't. Yeah. I, th- I thought she, you know, when she was almost tearing up, you you, you believe that she really was. So I thought, I thought she was great there.
0: Absolutely. Um, the Shield versus Braun Strowman, The Miz, Cesaro and Sheamus, and a returning Kane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the I, Shield's gonna win this, right?
1: They have to. <laughs> they have to. I almost think it's gonna be Roman pinning Strowman, but uh,
0: oh, I think Kane's gonna take the the pin on this.
1: I think they keep Kane and Roman till the next till the next pay per view.
0: How can Kane do this running for office?
1: Well, he it's not for another year, right? So he got the groundwork going. Is- if he yeah, he work in a few few dates during the month,
0: yeah. I mean it's great to see Kane back. That was that was literally un I mean that was a very big surprise to me.
1: Yeah, I feel like Kane can't be done yet because they haven't even told it. they didn't even mention that Roman possibly retired the Undertaker, right? Did they even yeah. say that on Raw?
0: They didn't, but I think we're all speculating that's the angle.
1: Right, so they still need to go with that story as opposed I think just having Roman beat Kane right off the bat you're missing that. And yeah, it seems Kane every time he returns, it seems like uh, what's old is new again. And you know, so I think, I think that continues.
0: Yeah. Um, Oscar versus Emma. How are the betting odds looking on Oscar versus Emma Raj?
1: Um, sorry about that guys. It's It's
0: okay.
1: Grand central station today. Um, you know, I haven't seen the betting odds, but I'm sure those are the longest odds on the show.
0: Twenty to one, a hundred to one, a thousand to one. Yeah,
1: it's got. I mean, I, that's what I would guess.
0: <laughs>
1: I would, I, but you know, uh, WWE has done stuff in the past where it hasn't <laughs> can you made imagine, sense.
0: <laughs> can you imagine Asuka eats the pin. <laughs> They've been building her up all this. She just comes out for her TLC match, and then Emma just just squashes her. <laughs>
1: yeah. It would make no sense, but uh you wouldn't be expecting it yeah, that's no, true asuka has got to win
0: vince loves moments you know, <laughs> that would be a moment
1: yeah
0: oh man um yeah so Asuka is i mean and they're and they're playing up Asuka's undefeated streak and all that i mean that's not right. they're not dropping that
1: I'll yeah think. yeah they're still so yeah i don't well. know if they continue the count mm. uh, which they've never done uh wwe has never done that where wcw did the count and then they messed it up but WWE never did it.
0: Yeah, um, Callisto defending the cruiserweight championship against Enzo.
1: And when I am sorry when I say WWE yeah. never did it, I meant like for people on the main roster when they when they do yeah. an undefeated streak, they never keep count. They did in NXT, obviously. Um, I, Enzo Enzo regains it.
0: Yeah, and the other tag match: uh, the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher versus Cedric and Rich Swan. <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter at all, <laughs> like 0%. Uh, uh, it's Alexander and Rich Swan.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the demon Finn Balor versus sister Abigail Bray Wyatt.
1: A uh, demon again.
0: Yeah. Which is weird, right? I mean, Bray, we finally, they finally pulled the trigger on this. This is the biggest piece of the Bray Wyatt mythology. They've gone forward with and he's gonna he's gonna lose another feud with it.
1: That was the dumbest. <laughs> that was the dumbest segment I think I've seen this year on Raw. Was that really Finn saying that demons are, you know, he used to not think that demons and witches are real, but now he does. And it's just really insults anyone above the eight age of eight, their intelligence.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, now I, does
1: Bray come like uh like Goldust at WrestleMania twelve like you know with the negligee underneath or?
0: I think Bray is just gonna be Bray with the the shawl over his head. I hope so. Coming out looking like he's wearing a curtain, like a lacy curtain over his head.
1: I gotta wonder how the fans take this. Are they gonna just laugh at Bray and shit all over it, or uh, or take it serious? You well, didn't I'm... think that you wait wait you didn't think that segment was beyond stupid
0: um the, for for the wwe remember the bailey this is your life segment i mean there's there's been a lot of bad segments so i'm, I'm just saying i'm not agreeing that it's terrible i'm just saying like the worst like this year the, uh, we're in october man it's been a long year um i know i know there have been worse segments than this um they're escaping me at the moment but i feel like it was it didn't happen in the ring I feel like when it's a videotape segment, I'll cut a little more slack because it's not as comfortable. It's not as uncomfortable.
1: Uh, I don't yeah. know.
0: Um, no, but it's 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 When yeah, are
1: your top baby faces acting like they're scared of ghosts and believing in ghosts?
0: But no, look, oh. he's we've done that with the demon shtick all along. About summoning, the, I mean, so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of been there. Um, the new pumpkin head makeup—I don't know how I feel about that.
1: They should have just brought back Halloween Havoc.
0: Yeah, no,
1: you're going this route. Anyway, that's I'm gonna be. Wondering. I'm almost like yeah, excited yeah. for that match in a in a training <laughs> kind of way.
0: <laughs> like when I'm like, oh, the Marine Five comes out next week. Like, yeah, it's like that <laughs> kind of excitement. Um, I almost wonder if they pull some sort of double thing. If they have someone double for Bray, maybe. I mean, maybe Bo, but probably he's not the Rock Body type. If they have someone double for Bray's sister, Abigail then bray sneaks up on finn or something
1: well, bo's been sick yeah and, um yeah he's been he out really- for a couple of weeks and bray's been gone too so i don't know what's going on there but it's not it's hopefully he's okay
0: but i'm what i'm saying is that i no, i agree uh, i hope bo dallas is okay it has been weird having the miz taraj just with curtis axel holding that down this whole time yeah. um it looks weirder when it's with the miz taraj the miz and one guy
1: and yeah, it's almost better if they just didn't have Curtis out there as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but the only way they could redeem this is if they have the entrance and it's it's a Bray double in the Sister Abigail thing, and then Bray uses that as a distraction. I think that's the only way to redeem the storyline right
1: and now. The only way to redeem it is to end it. <laughs> just have a quick match and move on. This yeah. is not doing this is not doing Finn any favors. Bray, they they've kind of been doing what they've been doing with him creatively. He's He's in desperate need of uh, a revamp.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, Sister Abigail, that's 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 uh, your revamp right there. Let's see. Yeah, man. So uh, we'll be back here Sunday night after TLC to talk about how this actually goes down, not in theory, but execution. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some more thoughts about it then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure.
0: Raj, what should people look for on the site? Uh, updates, anyone about more wrestlers texting you, people calling the Wrestling Inc. hotline, <laughs> Uh
1: No, it's just uh, follow-up, follow-ups, hopefully, on Neville and Nia Jax. Uh, and then, yeah, we got the pay-per-view this weekend, so it's going to be busy.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, we'll see you back here on Sunday. Until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and thanks for tuning in to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.